Are you guys ready? No. You've got to stop and start over and tell us when you're starting. If I stop, then I have to send out a new link. <laughs> well, that sounds like pain that's self-inflicted, doesn't it? That doesn't sound like my problem now, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was trying to convey. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dedicated Nerds Podcast, episode 12. I am Rob Fiorentino, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Carney and Dave. Carney, say hello. Hello. And Dave, you know what to do. Hello, all. So today we are going to have a, a very special episode. But first, a mini topic. We have a failure of Soyuz launch to talk about. Carney, please walk us through this. Well, basically, they were sending up a couple astronauts to the International Space Station, and their rocket had a problem when the booster separation happened. So the whole mission basically got aborted, and the the astronauts got to have a real interesting ride to a random landing somewhere in eastern Russia or eastern Kazakhstan. I forget exactly what nation state, but, you know, in that area. And mm-hmm. it, it's causing heart palpations because if there's a problem with the Soyuz, then there's no way of getting people up to the space station. Right. Do they have, did they have, I mean, is this a, was this a, a, a bailout place that they had uh, predetermined or was this kind of just literally a random spot? Literally a random spot. Uh, I mean, in the sense that it's downrange and it's within a cone of where they know this could happen, but it happens yeah. so late in the launch sequence. Usually you figure on failures happening fairly quickly off the launch pad. You know, once right. you once you start getting further downrange, the potential landing spots basically become the whole freaking planet. So you can't really... <laughs> <laughs> right. Was this? Uh, was, and, but this was a land landing? Yes. So wow, uses and designed for water landings. It's uh, it's okay, always lands on land. Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to look into that. That sounds fascinating. Oh, so you want you fascinating would... the astronauts? Yes, I do want fascinating. Well, the Soviet astronauts used to always have pistols in case they landed in Siberia and bears came after them. And I'm not joking when I'm saying this. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And that gets really expensive with the, the price of what it costs to lift a pound of anything. They have lots of bears. <laughs> it's like, I figured yeah. they'd say we have lots of astronauts, so get get by. <laughs> well, there you go. How much does it cost to train an astronaut versus, versus how much does it cost to lift a pistol up in the in the rocket. What's the equivalent of that for our for our American astronauts? Like if you land in the ocean you need like a a life vest. I think if you're going with Dave with Dave here, it's a life vest. <laughs> and life vests cost a lot too, so probably we should just add lead weights to our astronauts. <laughs> you know, a life vest is like what, two ounces and you inflate it with air. Yeah, that's I'm reasonably certain it weighs more than that, and in any case, it's dead weight. It should go. It shouldn't be lifted. <laughs> in fact, you know, I don't see why they need space suits. Aren't they, <laughs> don't they? Have, aren't their seats? Or can't their seats be used as flotation devices? That's what I always hear. Yeah, and I was contrasting the way that you know the U.S. treats its people versus perhaps other 
Soviet republics. Actually, the thing I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, is that the reason why that they started carrying um, pistols was at some point some jet pilot bailed out over, well, basically Siberian wilderness, and they found his body and his diary where he was basically complaining that he starved to death because he wasn't given any tools to shoot game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so that you know, is not something that we uh we hear about in the Amer- in the American space program at all. <laughs> that is super interesting. But in any case, the the real thing about the Soyuz is that the the fact that you know it's the only way up for astronauts right now, like I say, caused heart palpations, and it's it's worrisome because it's starting to look like the Soviet Soviet the Russian space program might be starting to come apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can only hope that Boeing and SpaceX get their act together quickly because it looks like we're going to need them soon. Well, that actually might be. I mean, I don't wish ill on anyone but that might be something to you know further motivate our our space program and which seems to me in dire need of motivation yeah i i actually agree with you is that i think that there's a little too much bureaucratic paper shuffling going on at the nasa end of getting us back into the business of shooting astronauts into space yeah, I mean, in the public mind, at least, I don't think there's really a mission for. I mean, if you just asked random people, you'd probably get ten different reasons or or more of, of, you know, why why we have a space program or what we should be doing in space and that kind of thing. It doesn't seem like there's really something that focuses the mind, as they say. Um, did you guys hear about that? Uh, someone is uh, live tweeting. Uh, the uh, 50 years later, the Apollo missions. I thought that was quite interesting. They were on, they're on Apollo 7 right now. Oh, okay. They're kind of day by day. They're tweeting out a few things and, you know, messages from, uh, messages from, from, from exactly 50 years ago. Kind of. Gotcha. Oh, I misunderstood that. I, I was wondering how far they had to be from Earth to get that stuff this long, you know, far out in the future. Yeah, right. <laughs> 50 okay. light years is the answer. I guess, that. yeah. Yes. 50 light years. <laughs> the, the Twitter account is Apollo underscore 50th. Um, and uh, the, uh, the one from two hours ago, it says, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know the names, I don't know who these people are, but it's Aseli. It must be an astronaut. It says, hey, Ron, got any hot news for us? He's talking to Capcom. Capcom says, Roger, the paper said your SPS burn was the mightiest maneuver ever made by a manned spacecraft. And Elsie says, that's right. So it's some fun stuff. It's these little details that we don't, you know, usually get to uh, to read about or see that are kind of fun. These little human moments. So anyway, thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, the crawler feed technology across the bottom of the TV didn't come along until like the late <laughs> 80s, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, we are moving on to nerdy recommendations and for Dave, uh, disrecommendations. Uh, we are going to go around in uh, round robin format. And uh, I think that's, wait, is that what round robin means? Anyway, we're going to go around in a, in a circle around the internet 
and uh, recommend things, movies, TV shows, music, whatever, whatever else that's been good or bad. Carney, you're up first. Actually, I think the first recommendation I would make would be Netflix's original series, Maniac. I I don't know if it's for everyone. In fact, I'm going to guarantee it isn't for everyone. But it's 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 very weird, and it's it's not accidentally weird. It's not you know a bad movie that tries to be serious and turns into weirdness. This set out to be weird from the start, and boy, they they nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a ten series or ten episode series. I th- I thought it was well worth seeing all the way through, but it may slog for some people, and it may be just a little bit of a downer for some people. Mm-hmm. It's and now I I didn't say this before, but I would like to uh, say it that I don't. I hope we don't. We're going to try not to spoil anything because we're actually recommending things, and we want people to go watch them. Right. Right. <clears throat> right. Now I do. I did hear, and this. I hope this isn't too big a spoiler. And if you tell me it is, I'll cut it out. Um, but I understand it is about kind of mental illness. Is that correct? No, mental okay. illness can, is a big part of it, but it's not about. At least the my okay. read is not. It's not about mental illness, but it gives a very nuanced and I think good treatment of mental illness. Good. That was my. I had heard some stuff about it, and I was a little gun shy about watching it because I'm not too fond of yucking it up about mental illness. But if uh, if you think it passes that smell test, I'm all in. Yeah, I, I really think it does. It's a it's it's a story about two people with mental illness, and mental illness is a plot point, but it's not about mental illness. Cool. Great. All right. Anything else you want to say about that? Moving on to my recommendation, which is, I think it might even be stolen from you, Carney. Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I happened, which is also going to double as my what's been good this fortnight. Cause my wife and I watched that the other day and I found it utterly delightful. If you liked, I'd say if you liked Ant-Man, you'd like Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's actually, I think it's actually a better, it's kind of like a heist film, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's a better heist film, but I don't know. It's, I'm not sure if I could say it's a better film than the original. It's, but it is. If you, if you, it's more of this, not more of the same, but more of the same flavor. I would say it's watchable. It's very watchable, yeah. And uh, Angeline Lilly finally gets uh, a title role as the Wasp, and uh, it was good. It's really good. I liked. I loved. I actually really loved the uh, the de aging technology for Michael Douglas and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Was, yeah. It was nice to see young Michelle Pfeiffer again. Well, <laughs> I, I was just happy that it didn't come across as completely creepy. You know, no, I thought it not, felt real to me, didn't it to you? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is that it 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 passed the the uncanny valley test. It's it's looked right. the way it's supposed to, rather than you know, oh my god, what's going on here? So anyway, go see it. Good movie, or rent it, or buy it on digital, whatever you want to do. However you consume your movies, consume away. All right, Dave, on to you. Recommendation or disrecommendation? 
Well, let me start by uh, suggesting or thinking, you know, saying that I recommend living at the top of a hill. <laughs> Good. Um, our, our neighborhood has gotten about 12 or 13 inches of rain in the last five days, and all the people down at the bottom of the hill <laughs> are, are suffering, and I am uh, nice and dry. So that's, that's my first recommendation is buy a house that's not in a flood zone. That sounds like an excellent I'll recommendation. That because that's actually an issue that, yes, I, I recommend, I agree with that a recommendation. Yeah. In fact, I, I I own, I'm sitting in a house that's on top of the hill. The, I'm the highest highest house on my block. And I when it rains, my basement does not flood. And that's a very good thing. All right, Carney, round two recommendations. Back to you. Well, since they kind of took us away from actual recommendations, I'm going to say something <laughs> I really want, which I think that Amazon may finally have backed me into a corner on getting the Prime membership because they're going to have Good Omens as a series on Amazon Prime, oh. and I don't think I can pass that up. Yeah, that looks really good with uh, David Tennant and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, I can't remember. Uh... But yeah, I've read the was, book, you know, and it's just like... Yeah, yeah. Neil Gaiman and and who's the other author? The, uh, Pratchett. Pratchett, yeah. Say the, name, say the title again so I can Google search Good it. Good Omens. Good Omens. Good Omens. I watched, yeah, I watched the uh, the trailer and uh, that's delightful. Yeah. Or, that, yeah. that would get... And getting Michael the, Sheen is who I was trying to think of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who's played Tony who's played Tony Blair in like three different movies and he's he's he was on 30 Rock he's a good actor funny guy and of course David Tennant was do, was the doctor in Doctor Who Anyway the getting the um prime membership would also allow me to see The Tick which I still want to see and they've got something that looks like it might be funny called The Boys Hmm well, there you go. I haven't, I haven't. Tell me about that because I haven't heard. Uh, I have Amazon Prime and I don't know what that is. Um, all I saw was a a pr- a preview that came out of New York Comic Con, and it looks like it's a. It, to me, it looks like it's a uh, a deconstruction of you know the various superhero movies that are going on. But I don't really know. I just saw the preview and thought, eh, that's funny. <laughs> you have to watch yeah. the preview to the end, though. All right, I'm going to move on to the world of music for my next recommendation. I'm going to recommend Jonathan Colton as the nerdiest musician I know. He's a former, I don't know if you guys, have you guys heard of Jonathan Colton? No. Excellent. Not that I recall. Uh, He is a a former uh, computer programmer who always wanted to be a songwriter, so he basically did that and uh he's he's got lots of he's he's kind of a i wouldn't say not a rock musician is probably the best way to put it and uh he's got some really really funny songs he's uh he's actually worked with they might be giants a little bit um one of the producers and him worked on one of the records if you like if you like they might be giants you'll probably like jonathan colton uh good stuff it's hard for me to really um, it's hard for me to really uh, describe his music, I guess, but uh, good stuff. I highly recommend it. 
So there we go. Can't 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 really say anything to that since <laughs> that's fine. Nope, no no need. These all don't these all don't have to be fa- these all don't have to be long extended things by any stretch. All right, Dave, round two to you. All right, well, uh, you've given me a great idea. I'm going to recommend an album by ZZ Top called Afterburner. Okay. Um, been really Hello, enjoying 1970s. that. Seventies, <laughs> quite a bit for the for the last thirty five years, and just wanted to put it out there that um, there's at least four or five good songs on there that make it worth the uh, the cost of an album. This is a record album, right? I mean, do you recommend that people purchase a turntable and a, a disc cleaner set to uh, play this back? Well, given how things have kind of gotten gotten back to to that as popular, um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the digital only takes you so far, and then you need some pops and snaps to kind of make it give it realism. <laughs> That's right. It's well, you kind of it's kind of like a trip down memory lane too that way. All right, ZZ Top Afterburner from what year is that? Um, nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five. Any uh, any songs that are particularly uh, that you're particularly fond of? Well, Sleeping Bag is kind of a fun little song, and of course, Velcro Fly. You can't go wrong with that. Um, I'm not even sure if they could make the Planet of Women song this you know in this day and age, but it persists. You think, you think they'd uh, be run out of town on a rail? Uh, it's hard to say. It is. Carney, back to you. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm in a drug-induced flashback to high school <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, that's that's enough reason to enjoy the podcast <laughs> right there in itself. <laughs> and I realize I'm supposed to say my recommendation here, but I would like to say that Dave's tasted music is like, you know, <laughs> matter and antimatter here. I loathe ZZ Top. I, I want to know what the Venn diagram is between people who like Jonathan Colton and also like ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- th- there's probably a little overlap there in the yeah. mental illness sector. <laughs> the, the, it's the third Venn, di- the third circle in the Venn diagram is, uh, is the uh, ser- Netflix series Maniac. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I'm sorry, I've been completely derailed. (laughs) That's quite. That's what this is for. That means we're on to something exciting. (laughs) Gold right here. Yeah. um, Recommendation would be a movie, but um, I would say a warning. That if you didn't like Deadpool, my recommendation of Deadpool 2 should be ignored. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about Deadpool 2 on my on my Apple TV ready to watch, but I haven't watched it yet. So tell me, why should I watch this movie, Miles? Did you like Deadpool 1? I love Deadpool 1. There's your reason for watching it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so for all the people who haven't seen Deadpool 1, why should they watch Deadpool 1 and 2? The the whole no spoilers thing is really crimping my head. I know, isn't it? Isn't it a bitch? <laughs> yeah. And as an aside, I want to say on Deadpool 2, you've got to make sure that you watch it all the way to the bitter end and not have the sound off because okay. the, the, the 
Easter egg at the very end of Deadpool 2 is not video. It's it's do, orchestral. Do people often like not watch the end of movies? That just seems crazy to me. Or you mean like a post-credit sequence? Post-credit. Gotcha. All right. I mean, all the way to the end where the Dolby symbol comes up. Gotcha. Right after that Dolby symbol and the uh, Motion Picture Association of America logo. One that uh, I have a recommendation here. It's called the Three Flavors Coronetto Trilogy. It's uh, three movies by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. You may know Simon Pegg if you're an American from from the Star Trek movies. He played Scotty in the new uh, Star Trek movies. Edgar Wright is the director and uh, his partner in that, uh, in that, and he also did, wait for it, Ant-Man. Um, so these are three movies. One's called The World's End, one's called Hot Fuzz, and one's called Shaun of the Dead. They're all starring uh, Simon Pegg. They're all directed by Edgar Wright. Um, they all also have Nick Frost in there, who's a very funny guy. Um and uh, they're just three r- really funny movies. Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it's so fun. Shaun of the Dead is kind of a... These are all kind of takeoffs on different kind of movies. One, Shaun of the Dead is kind of a zombie movie takeoff. Uh, Hot Fuzz is the police action movie uh, takeoff. And then The World's End is kind of uh, apocalyptic, end-of-the-world kind of... Uh, science fiction takeoff movie and they're all very funny very good if you haven't seen them go see them or stay in your house and see them (laughs) (laughs) so there you go there is my third recommendation how many have we all you've done two dave so it's time for number three that's right clear your throat all right. Well, this one is the disrecommendation. I don't. Uh, I can't. I can't endorse a provider at this point. But let me just uh, caution anyone who uh, buys batteries to uh, not buy Duracell batteries. Really? Why is that? They have a strong tendency to uh, leak all over things and uh, destroy your electronics unless you're paying very close attention. Really? Now, is this a time-related thing, or is this just kind of randomly happen? Well, the problem with the Duracell batteries is they will continue to provide power to your device even as they weep acid into the internal portion of it. Maybe it's not acid. Maybe it's alkaline. But anyway, it's caustic. And, uh, yeah, I I haven't done my experiment, my 10-year experiments with the other uh, competition yet. But uh, Duracell's been leaking on my equipment for the last seven years. So I wanted to get that out there and let people know. Let me throw out and say that in my experience, just about any type of battery will do that given enough time. I mean, if it doesn't in the first year, then yeah, crappy batteries. But it seems like all the disposable batteries do that if you leave them in for a while. And by a while, I mean, you know, months in some cases. So are these Duracell batteries that leaked past their expiration date or these pre-expiration date leaking well, yeah, and that's maybe I'm reading too much into what I see on the side of the battery, but it says, you know, good until February of 2024. And as I'm pulling it out of my device and then, you know, scraping off all the gunk that got left behind from the uh, acid or 
I still need to look into this, but uh, they call them alkaline batteries. Is it acid or is it alkaline? But anyway, caustic material. It's alkaline. Yeah. You know, unless they're lying outright, which I wouldn't put past them. <laughs> well, I think that's outrageous that they are are leaking before their before their due date. Oh, this is five or six years before. Yeah, exactly. I'm outraged. Well, he, and he, I mean, he's right. It's cheap ass battery construction, but I think what causes it is that if you drain them, then the 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 chemical it can't contain the chemical reaction that happened to drain the battery. So. It's it shouldn't happen, and he's right to warn people about it. But uh, that goodbye date is generally the date by which they would just go dead on their own and start leaking, as opposed to going dead in your device and start leaking, leaking all over the place and ruining your device. Well, that and therein lies the biggest rub is you know if I forget to and leave my batteries in a remote control and stick it in a drawer, and seven years later I pull it out and it's messed up. That's, you know, bad on me. But if I pull my uh, clock off the wall because it's slightly, looks slightly dimmer than it used to a month ago, it's still functioning. I open up the device and it's ruined on the inside. Yeah. That, that is really frustrating because, I mean, I've gotten to the point where I, uh, I now don't use alkaline batteries in anything that I care about. Yeah, that's probably, and the good news is, is when they start making cheap-ass disposable lithium batteries, they're probably going to be even worse. All right. Thank you for the anti-recommendation. So, yes, that was a warning, not a recommendation. A, a warning. I like that. That's a much better word than disrecommendation. <laughs> I like disrecommendation myself. Okay, fine. All right. Well, we'll have to go with disrecommendation then. I vote for myself. All right, so we've all done three. Now it's on to the lightning round. Carney. I would recommend as a music group almost anything by Garbage. Wow. I figured I would um, throw that out there as a counterpool to the ZZ Top abomination. I, I, I have to honestly say I've never listened to Garbage. Well, I've never listened to the band Garbage. I've certainly listened to a lot of Garbage. Um, I would recommend, um, oh, see, this is a problem. I'm terrible with names. That's what Wikipedia is for. Yeah, I, sh I should probably have pulled that you up. You had five whole minutes between recommendations, Carney. Okay, I'm just going to recommend a blanket and I'm not giving any specifics. I can give specifics right. next week. <laughs> this is the lightning round after all. Very good. The band Garbage, highly recommended. All right, <clears throat> I'm going to recommend... The iPhone 10s as a as a telephone is something you communicate with. I've had it for about a month now, and I really like it. It's awesome. The camera's wonderful. If you like Apple stuff, go buy it. All right, Dave, recommendation or disrecommendation? Well, I guess you've converted me, or maybe CarPlay did. But I'm going to go ahead and recommend iOS 12. I am not an early adopter. I intended to wait until. 2019 for iOS 12, but Apple Maps and CarPlay are so absolutely horrible that I switched <laughs> because of uh, the new option of Google Maps working. So, <laughs> very good. That's kind of a recommendation and a disrecommendation all well, at the same time. Yes, yeah, so you got a twofer <laughs> in there. Makes up for the yeah. easy top. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well done. All right. We have been, that has been wonderful. Thanks, guys. I'm afraid you've burned all the spontaneity I have for the rest of 2018. So, <laughs> well, we'll have to work on that then, building up your reserves. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you can always contact us at Dedicated Nerds on Twitter or send us email. We love email. DedicatedNerds at gmail.com or just go visit DedicatedNerds.net. Thank you, Carney. Say good night. Good night. Dave, same to you. Goodbye. <laughs> good. Wow, that sounds so final. Uh, good night, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs>